Rasmussen, Dolin, Rasmussen, first scores! Rasmus delicious tuck to seal it, bad angle, goal! Holy mackerel, roll the highlights down! Top shelf, where come on, it's the cookies! What's going on everybody, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever it is for you, it's uh, Goatheads episode five. Antonio, how are we doing today? Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, worked all Don't day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we haven't posted a pod in a little over a week since our last episode with Walt after the draft. So we're back now. Obviously, there was free agency and development camp. But other than that, it's kind of dry on the news. But there are some things today that we will discuss that are quite intriguing yeah some rumors and some uh man i can't talk today we've been off for too long yeah episodes five is going to be a doozy everyone buckle up (laughs) yeah all right so quickly we'll talk a little bit on development camp and sabers free agency actions um zach and i uh went to development camp for day two together he went a couple more days as well it was a blast. Players were very impressive. Uh, guys like Osland, Coolidge, Ryan Johnson, all the big names that we know. And then even guys taken in later rounds like um, Jake Richard is one of them. Why do I keep calling him Luke Richard? I called him that. <clears throat> yeah. Jake Richard, but yeah. He put on a show. There were a lot of guys. Um, Matteo Constantini looked very good. Um, McDonald looking at the, really good. Had a really yeah. good shot. Local kid. Yeah, Coolidge's shot and back to him, unreal. He looks like he's been in the NHL with that shot for a couple of years now. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. We don't know if he's going to go play in Canada or maybe even crack the AHL team or even make the NHL team like he wants to do. But the odds of that are pretty slim. Um, Oslin, back, uh, his game was very impressive. He was very smooth, skilled skater. Uh, I was very happy what I saw with him. Uh, and obviously guys like Devin Levi, just absolutely insane. If you haven't seen the videos of him in that, in those practices, his saves were just absurd. And then Portillo, obviously, j- doing pretty good as well. And then uh, for the tournament they did, they played two games together or against each other, and both were shutouts, and then had to be ended in a shootout, so. Yeah, yeah. Was, all eyes were definitely on the goalies and the three-on-three, both two different styles of goalie, but both very effective in how they play. And for the camp before that, most of the drills were uh, heavy offensive drills. They weren't like – there was pucks on net, like, every time you looked. So two, yeah. they only had two goalies on the ice per session. So they had a lot of traffic. A lot. Of, they were taking a lot of shots. So both of them – Wow. Speaking of goalies, so, uh, DePias Leinen went out with injury, I think, first or second day and didn't return. So that was tough for some fans. I know he came down he, the tunnel in the second day, talked to a trainer or somebody, and then went back. So I don't know what happened, if it was an off-the-ice injury or an on-the-ice from the first day that flared up again. But Yeah, yeah we probably didn't. on the ice. But it's definitely unfortunate we didn't get to see him. I know first day he kind of got lit up. He was not – there were – people were not very happy with that. But it was his first day, and it was only just development camp, and he just was drafted. But high expectations for the second rounder. 
And they were taking like high percentage shots. Too. They're, they're, they weren't like taking shots that they're going to see every game. They were taking like offensive player who could shoot it top corner in the slot every time. So they guys like had a Jack tough Quinn first day, yeah. So can't read too much into that, but hope he has a speedy recovery. Yeah. All right, and then for agency, if you haven't heard, Eric Comrie two year oh, deal at one point eight. Heard we're late. Yeah, we are late. <laughs> We're just going to quickly go over this stuff. But, yeah, Comrie at two years. Um, I'm actually very excited for Comrie. I think that was a best option, I guess, for what was left. But I think he's going to be high upside. pretty damn good. I think You he- look at Jack Campbell, he didn't really take off till he was 30. I mean, he's been a backup his whole career. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying it's possible. He just signed a five-year deal, and he's 30, 31 years old. So we'll you see what happens with Comrie. He was playing behind Hellebuck in a year where the Jets didn't make the playoffs and they're kind of falling apart in the locker room. So I'm excited for Eric Comrie. I think he, I think fans are going to be surprised how well he fits like what we're trying to do these next two years where we're still just mending everyone together. Yeah. And then but, yeah, others... great, great pickup. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm talking now. Uh. Yeah, other news, Sabres trade uh, superstar center Jack Eichel for Peyton Cubs. <laughs> Tuck first and the second. If you this, got, if we missed that. No, I think No, we, another big signing on D. Uh, got our right-handed defenseman, Ilya Labushkin. When I first saw it, I'll be honest, I really thought it was going to say Ilya Mikheyev, who I'd be really excited about too, who, who would also fit the Sabres really well. I think he's a UFA this year, if he didn't sign already. He went to Vancouver, and he got overpaid. Yeah, he's a very years. good player. He's a very yeah. cool brand of player to have when you're a lot of your young guys are just goal scorers. So I thought it was him. It's Ilya Labushkin, solid defenseman, solid defensive defenseman, which we don't have a lot of. And I think he'll pair nicely with. I think they're thinking Owen Power. If that's what that's what I that's what you think. That's what I think. Yeah, Seems I'm assuming that the D pair, if it's if they're done with it, that Darlene and Samuelson will continue their top pairing. I mean, that was solid last They're gonna year. They're going to be then, good for 82 oh, games. They're yes, going to be great to watch. Darlene on the right side is exceptional, so no worries there. And then um, second pairing is either going to be Power and Labushkin, which I think would be the better option there because of the, uh, Labushkin's uh, Labushkin. defenses. <laughs> the Bush, that's what they call the them. The Bush. <laughs> His defensive style would definitely allow Power to be more flashy and offensive and take risks and actually play his game and have some sort of get-out-of-jail-free card. He's going to do that no matter what. First eight games, he was all over the ice the whole time. Yeah. I, I love his – his game is great, and I, I don't think any – whoever you play him with, he's going to play how he plays. But having a solid D-man like Labushkin is definitely going to even out his game and give him a little bit of – give him a bit of, a bit of a leash to run with. Yeah, or the other option is Yoki Haru, who when they were together wasn't too, wasn't bad at all actually. Yoki Haru did pretty decent, but um, I it's he. But the only thing with Yoki Haru, not on Powers line, he's probably going to be paired with Jacob Bryson on the third pair, and that just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. Lawrence Pilot, or or Larry. Pilot. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about Lawrence Pilot. I forgot about that. <laughs> yep, we. He's Other back. signings were Olofsson, two years at 4.75. Uh, very good deal or very good price, in my opinion. Uh, we got Brett Murray back one year minimum. 
pilot signs one year minimum, and then we got Cal Clegg and Jeremy Davies. So that's the rest of those. But yeah, Lawrence Pilot. Um, he's gonna be a player here. I swear to God, if he's not, I, if he's yeah. not in the lineup the first ten games, he's in that taxi squad or scratch for when there's an injury. And when there is, he's gonna come in and he's gonna. I I'm excited. That was really exciting to see that they re-signed him because he he left when the Sabers were in a bit of a pickle, we should say, management wise, and <laughs> quite a big pickle is the title of the Sabers last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. He he played good, but he played with Ristolainen. So put him with a guy with like Yoki Haru, and maybe maybe he he uh, he shines a little bit better. I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited for Lawrence Pilot. Yeah, the only thing the is um, Ryan Johnson is kind of hinting at that he would play, he would sign with the Sabres, but I think he's only doing that if he's guaranteed a roster spot. And I just think adding Pilot to the mix just lowers his chances even smaller. So it's another thing to look out for. I'm, Pilot doesn't play 82 games. He plays 20. He I, plays I 20 think – uh, but you got to think about the call-ups too. You got Casey Fitzgerald, who I think is seventh defenseman NHL caliber, and then you also got Pilot, and then they just also signed Cal Clegg and Jeremy Davies. So it's like you got all these defensemen. So I wonder if it's, it's going to come up. Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's, it's going to go down to Davies training camp and too, and see what's going to happen there. Who's going to even make it as the seventh defenseman on this team? It's going to be down to Pilot, Fitzgerald, or someone else. But yeah, the big the big fish is caught. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau signs in Columbus. A lot of people surprised by that one, including myself. Um, and he's getting some he's getting some shit for it. I mean, I think I'm happy for Gaudreau. He takes less money to go for, and he goes to a smaller team. I mean, if you're a fan of the Buffalo Sabers, you should be thrilled to that because we're gonna start wanting to get some of these guys who are all who are just elite in the NHL and have choice where to go in the NHL so yeah if there's any rumors about like an elite guy who wants out of a team from Calgary let us know because we'd like to talk about that definitely yeah most definitely no, John, but... I if you hate on a player for for moving teams because you're a fan <clears throat> of that team you got to grow up you just at what do. point does money yeah. not matter as much I mean like if he stayed in Calgary he's making I think he was making over ten, if not around ten. Yeah, and they he had him he like had the eighth 14. year option. You would get the eighth year option, so he'd get an extra year of this insane pay, which you can't get going to free agency. So, I mean, still nine point seven five million. At what point? It just the higher the number goes, it just it's just numbers at that point. It's he will never run out of money. From they don't take like. home nine. He's not taking home oh, yeah, 9.7. Yeah, yeah. He's taking like 4.2 home probably. The tax. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I believe Ohio has pretty pretty solid income tax. So when you see that number they're getting paid, it's not the whole picture, if that makes sense. It's, yeah. it's it, they're Oh, they're being paid very – they're being compensated <laughs> well for their time. But, yeah, I'm a fan of Johnny Gaudreau coming to Columbus. I. I like the Blue Jackets. I loved them when they had Rick Nash. They're a fun team. They're always tough to play against. They always have been. They're never out of it. They they swept Tampa a few years ago. That that was the last time Tampa lost a series until they lost in the Cup this year. So that literally woke Tampa Bay up. 
But, yeah, I, I'm excited to see Johnny Gaudreau and Columbus, and I think they could be a fun team to watch, especially if they still have uh, – nope, what am I going to say here? Patrick Laine? Yeah, especially Pat- if Patrick Laine is staying. Yeah, so they, I think he's – is he an RFA or he's got one more year? But, um, yeah, I think the Johnny Goudreau deal actually enticed Laine into staying oh, around. Oh, yeah. So I, th- he, I think we uh, people forget how good Laine can just become. Mm-hmm. He goes, like, in this – he just – he gets, like, the, the star in Mario Kart and he's just, like, invincible. Like, quiet, 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 and then he can just score goals every game. He's – he was uh, he was the better rookie in Matthews' year, I believe. The better goal scorer in Matthews in his rookie year. They were very close, yeah. and then Matthews obviously took way more steps ahead. But Liney and Gaudreau are going to be fun to watch. And I yeah, think if they can get a first line center, that's a scary first line. But I was thinking about I don't know how Columbus is doing cap wise, but I know they're paying Orensky around ten million. And then Line is going to have to get paid. So that's a good chunk of change right there in three players. But Chunk of change. Chunk of change. That's but, uh, yeah, on the, on the topic of um, the Calgary Flames, there's a certain curly-headed man who is on the move. Columbus, I pulled it up on Cap Friendly. Sorry. Columbus has $2 million left. Really? How much is uh, Line making, and when does he expire? Line is an RFA. Right now? Okay, so he needs right. a contract. So he's probably going to be needs making a contract. He's going to be making Oh wait, they have 2 million cap space right now? Yes. <laughs> they so Columbus is obviously not done because they can't pay their first line right winger. Um right. And their center depth right now is Jack Roslovich, Sean Corelli, Justin Danforth. These are guys that are all listed as centers, Kent Johnson, Cole Kent Johnson is going to be very good. I forgot about Kent Johnson. So is Cole Sillinger. All of these yeah. guys, uh, Igor Chinikov, all these guys are on – he's not a center, but all these guys are on entry-level contracts. So, yeah, pretty pretty good mix of young and veteran. still kind of young. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, they're going to be that. Uh, Back to a curly-headed man in Calgary, um, Matthew Kachuk. Looks like he's going to be on the move. He says he's not signing long-term in um, Calgary, and that came out right after they lost Goudreau. I'm getting some uh, uh, Chris Drury, Danny Breer vibe happening in Calgary. They're, even not though we were so young in Calgary. That, but, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine like being like sentient and not five years old who didn't care. Like If it was <laughs> now and like we were losing both our co-captains in one, one fell swoop, it hurt. It hurt. But, yeah, I, I feel for Calgary, but we will gladly trade you and compensate you well for Matthew Kachuk. I'm all yes. in for that. I'm all in for that. How could you not be? How could you not be? He's, oh. Right when the, the rumors started flowing, there was uh, someone came out and said that Kachuk would only want, sign long-term in St. Louis, Florida, Nashville, Dallas, and <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that got shut down. Uh, so that wasn't true, but I'm still kind of expecting like the front runners for this St. Louis and New Jersey. Yeah, I'd say even New Jersey too. Yeah. Um, I want Buffalo to be in it. Yeah. If you're Kevin Adams, you have to know that a 24 year old can still be part of this 
it's I, I think we're out of the rebuild phase. You know what I mean? Like we're not looking yeah. for pieces. We're just growing these pieces. Developing. We need one more year of just development. Which you want a good year of development? Bring in a twenty-four-year-old superstar who can grow all these young guys. Holy! Get a hundred points and kick anyone's ass trying to stop him. He's a. Oh my god! He's a stud. I I want him so bad. I traded for him in NHL as soon as I saw the rumor. I also did. He's my best player. No, I uh, got. We're talking about our trade for it. (laughs) We could. Well, I'll tell you my trade for it. Yeah. I uh. I created Owen Power in the game because he wasn't in the game. And he was very good. And I just – I didn't like him. Oh, that. no. I traded Owen Power and Peyton Krebs <laughs> Damn. for, uh, for um, Matthew Kachuk and their defenseman, Clinginton, who's very who's pretty good. And we haven't lost since. We've lost in overtime, <laughs> but we haven't lost. Yeah, I, uh, I downloaded a uh, – shout-out to Joe Marino. He made one for uh, Xbox uh, Series X and S uh, – he made uh, what's it called? Like the new rosters. He has like Coolidge yeah. in there and all those guys. So, yeah, I had a sim through a season, and shockingly, the Sabers came uh, second last in the NHL. I got the second overall pick. So, I threw. That uh, happened to me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I traded that pick and um, Middlestat and Olsen for Kachuk and I think another guy. So. Yeah, that's a good trade. I gave up two big pieces. <laughs> Very unrealistic, but uh, yeah. But getting We're into excited. now real life <laughs> hockey, Kachuk is gonna cost a pretty penny. There's no doubt about that. But you if also only we can't... had a bushel of pretty pennies to get. We have. Yes. Oh my god. The dis- I would give up a lot. You I would can't... give up a good amount. So assuming we are trading for Matthew Kachuk. It's safe to say either Paterka or Quinn are in this deal. There's no way around that. Can I be crazy and tell you who I want to trade in that? Jack Go for Quinn. it. Jack Quinn. I, I love JJ Paterka, but Jack Quinn yeah. is he's got Jack he Quinn mono. is very he had mono. He's gonna be very freaking good. They're both gonna be very good, but I think Jack Quinn. He brings. You think the rest of the league knows about how good JJ Paterka is? No, I well, I think Jack Quinn is definitely valued much higher than Paterka because he just won HL Rookie of the Year. He was a higher pick by like almost a whole round. And yeah, he's you. There's videos out there of what Quinn can do. He, he's a sniper. He's he's got swagger. He, he's good. He's very good. So it it's. It's like we obviously haven't seen them in the NHL. I mean, Quinn had like two or three games, got hurt. Paterka had like a game or two, but you're those aren't guaranteed players. Kachuk is a guaranteed player. You are you know what you're getting. You're getting a hundred point player. I mean, he's only averaged he's averaged like seventy five points a season, including last season, but still he just had a hundred points. So it's like if you're getting a stud, and he's physical, and he can. You you watch the Sabers in the play or you watch the playoffs. You obviously have not watched the Sabers in the playoffs, but you watch the playoffs and you just can't help but think, "Wow, we would not survive." Yeah, one we round, we would get murdered, especially facing like a Boston in the first round. We're getting heads are falling off, so you need Matthew Kachuk comes in as an impact player day one. Yes, this would sad make the older people happy. You'll get a physical guy, big dude. That's all they want, and it'll make the younger crowd happy. 
because you're you're getting an elite player. So they're meeting in the middle and they're shaking hands. Matthew Kachuk is that guy. And I almost want to give him Osland. Dude, or I, Coolidge. Like I wonder have, how it would be since they were just picked. Like a question I have is like even a guy like Olsen. I mean, he could be like the roster player in that trade, but it's weird because he just got a contract like a week ago. Not even. So, um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. But does management care? What Kevin, Adams Kevin Adams seems care? like he cares about the humanity side more yeah. than like the the online stuff, which is good. Good to have. It's never bad. So I don't see him doing that just because he probably had a lot of talks with Olafson and discussions about his wants for the future. So I don't know. But I want Matthew Kachuk on this team, and I think we can do it. I think we I have the pieces to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm basically I'm gonna we're gonna make up mock trades right now. And but for me, I don't think anyone we just re signed or drafted this like within the past two weeks. They're off limits. Yes. Okay. I'll, because I'll, I don't do that think too. that's realistic. I don't remember the last time a guy was signed and then traded immediately, unless it was like a planned sign and trade. Right. So I'm just counting Olsen out. Okay, I'll do that too. All right. So what comes to mind for me? All right, I'm Calgary's GM. You're Kevin Adams. I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I'm offering. I'm throwing in. I'm going Paterka. Yeah, I I really like J. My plan is to get a Goathead JJ Paterka jersey when that comes becomes available. But Goathead Matthew Kachuk jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting that instead. Um. J.J. Paterka, Casey Middlestat, um, first-rounder, top 10 protected, and two second-round picks, and then Isaac Rosen. Because we have three second-rounders this coming year. So you got Paterka, Rosen, Casey Middlestat, a first-rounder, two second-rounders next year? Yeah, and the first-rounder so is top 10 protected. Six assets. So next year, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That is a lot. I don't – the part that's stinging me is Paterka. It, but there's no way a deal for a player of this caliber gets done. That's what people aren't realizing. Like, look back at the Jack Eichel trade, how we were on the other side of it. you got to be realistic here. I mean, right. we were asking – I don't think um, Vegas wanted to part with Krebs or Tuck for that matter, but they had to give up pieces that were important. Michael never scored 104 points or played in playoff games. So Matthew Kachuk is more expensive than Jack Eichel. And not not even that. There's not an entire risky surgery involved. So it's not risky. Rugby players get it all the time. Team Michael. Yeah, team. Yeah, (laughs) back then. But um, you you got to give up these guys that are like fan favorites, the ones that were almost, I guess you could say, bred here, like. It's it's going to be hard, and it's going to suck, but it, I, the Band-Aid will be Matthew Kachuk. So that I'm, I think that's going to be my final offer. I don't really want to give too much more than that. Maybe throw in like a B prospect, someone guy you got. I, don't, I can't really think of anyone right now, but it's another guy if they're interested, like a Poltapov, if they want to like get into the Russians. But other than that, that's right. my offer. What are you saying to that? If I'm Calgary? 
Yeah, and obviously this is only happening if Kachuk agrees to like an eight-year extension with the Sabers before this even happens. For the just because I'm a Sabers fan, yeah, I'll accept that trade. <laughs> yeah, imagine the. Uh, I think it's gonna be like eight by eleven, honestly, for Buffalo. His contract. Yeah, to come here eight years, he's probably gonna want eleven million, maybe probably more. Coming off a hundred-point season, he knows his worth. I'm right. I get, cap I isn't get, a problem right now, so I, I think that trade is a fair trade for both teams, honestly. Like um, I would love to throw in I think they're looking for the NHL player, and that's why I put middle stat. But if there's a way <laughs> <laughs> I everyone else is kind of just like new or like isn't enough. Like maybe an Asplin, but I would really like Olafson in that spot too. I get selfie votes. Yeah. Um, so right. you agree to that trade from Calgary's standpoint? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at our cap friendly, and we really don't – like the NHL-ready player, we don't have a lot of. Yeah. We have a lot of young guys. Do they want some Do they want <laughs> Tage Thompson? Do we trade Tage Thompson? See, that's the thing. Now you got to look at – the Sabres center depth, center depth right now. Like, obviously, you just took three centers in the first round, but they're not playing in the NHL for the next two or three years. And they're not going to be first-line caliber for the next four or five. So it's like – Yeah, Tate Thompson's our first-line center. I don't think you can trade him. And if you do, then you have Kutruck. Great. Who's your first-line mm-hmm. center? Dylan Cousins? I think Cousins will have a breakout year this year, and especially next to a guy like Kachuk. But I, I can't – you can't involve any of your centers in this trade, and which yeah. is probably going to hurt Buffalo unless you throw in an Osland or a Coolidge or even a Savoy. Like, but I, I don't would, think that's going to happen. I'm not – I'm I like Matthew Savoy. Yeah. He was one of the best players in the draft, the fastest player in the draft. I, I guess you could put a knock on him because of his size, but it, if you have talent, I don't. It doesn't matter how big you are to me. I don't see us giving up Savoy in that trade, but a guy like Coolidge or a guy like Oslund, I I wouldn't mind parting ways with just because we we don't know what they are, we don't know what they can do, but we I I don't know if we can do this trade. I really don't realistically, just because of our lack of. NHL ready talent. Like, who do we have? Like, nobody's like a top six player proven. Yeah. Jeff Skinner, but he's getting paid $9 million unless you retain some salary on that. 50% retained on Jeff Skinner. It's a 30 goal scorer last year. He was buried on a bad team, but is it, do we want, and then we have to still pay Kachuk. More than ten. Yeah, you're basically paying Kachuk like fifteen million after that trade's done, if that were the case. So that's what it will look like on your thing. So yeah, the more I think about this, the more I don't think Adams is interested at all. Sadly, I think he's interested, but I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think we can pull it off. Like we don't have. We can with our prospects, but for the NHL, we just have to give really good prospects to match the lack of NHL talent we'd be sending their way. Like, let's just assume middle stat. Like, he's looking like a third line player right now. 
in the like, you're, the National Hockey League. Like, you're giving up Quinter Paterka because they're the, they're your proven prospects. You have to give up one of your A prospects. You're giving up. You you would have to throw in like two more A minus B B prospects. You would have to. Yeah. You would have All to right. sweeten. We don't have like Alex Tucks to throw in. Like Vegas unless you throw like, in Alex Tuck, which would be no. That just I don't derails. think they would do. Yeah. I don't think you can do it without. I don't know. Yeah, retaining so give me your Skinner. O- give me your offer. Uh, I'm listening. I, I am now. I forgot his name. Tree living, Brad. Tree living. That's sure. Me. You are you are Kevin. Um. All right. I'm Kevin. Um. I'm gonna give you Jack Quinn. Okay. I'm gonna give you Jeff Skinner, 25% retained. I'm gonna give you a first round pick. No protection. And I'm going to give you – hold on. What draft picks do we have? We got three seconds, that first. I'm going to give you Phillies and uh, the – I'm going to give you ours and the Golden Knights, second-round pick. I'm keeping Philadelphia's Okay, because so it will probably be a better pick. If I'm Calgary and I get that, I'm saying – if I'm taking Skinner, you're taking Lucic. And you're also retaining 50% of Skinner. And I want Philly's uh, second and your second, not Vegas. So the trade would be Quinn, our first-round pick, not ten top 10 protected. Philly's I second, our second. If you do it not top 10 protected, I think you could get that uh... – I think you could only give one. You could get get away with giving one second round pick. Yeah, but you also got to remember there's kind of a bidding war happening around. So there's other teams obviously interested. Why is he in good? Chuck. Is he any good? Who Kachuk? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, so there's a oh. little bit of a bidding war going on, but I think for that deal to get done, look, well, I just I'm I'm still I'm saying Calgary says no because I don't think they're going to want to take Jeff Skinner. I don't right. think that they're going to be interested in all in that. I don't think Kevin Adams is going to be interested in retaining anything for that, unless maybe 25%, but I don't think that will get done. So then here comes a debate that I, I saw on Twitter today. Got a little involved in uh, Rasmus Dahlin for uh, Matthew Kachuk. No. More thoughts? No. No. If it happened right now, the trade was one for one, which I don't even think – I don't think that would even – I don't think happen. Calgary would do that. Calgary would not do that. Maybe with a second. Throw in Philly second. Darlene Philly second for Kachuk. What are your first thoughts? Well, my first thoughts are why. Um, I don't know. That just seems like a big untouchable piece that – I don't. I don't think that's a realistic trade that the Sabers would do. In in speculation, and in like, oh, what if we did that? I mean, great. I mean, I don't know. I because then I, really I, wanna... I go to look at um our left D, and you still got Power and Samuelson, and now Ryan Johnson has a spot on the team. I think Rasmus Dahlin is going to score north of 65 points next season. 
Yes. That is my bold take for Rasmus Dahlin. But I see him scoring I see him scoring twenty goals next season. I see him being I twenty goal Rasmus Dahlin, I can see it. Um You're talking about that that's a big breakout and then that's a big check he's gonna get if he gets twenty goals. So Matthew Kachuk's a big check too. Uh, if, well, yeah, but if you we're know talking what... big checks for our team in the next coming years, it's gonna the two biggest are gonna be Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin if they play up to their caliber. We're gonna be we're gonna be a defensive pop we're gonna be defensively tilted. Like that will be like where our strengths are, and then we'll just have an offense full of all younger capable goal scorers. So I, I so let me ask I you keep this. Rasmus Dahlin. If it was down to either Rasmus Dahlin or Owen Power, you had to give I'd give him Owen Power. I told you I traded Owen really? Power in my in Shell, yeah. I also have Chris Letang in Chow and Tory <laughs> Krug. So my defense was is yeah. and still is one of the best in the league. Thank you very yes. much. <laughs> I I don't give up Donlin. I don't think that's uh, realistic, and I don't even I don't even see Kevin Adams whispering his name over the phone. We could talk about the what the New Jersey Devils could give. I don't see the Sabres throwing an off. I, I don't see him even throwing an offer. I see them throwing an offer, but it's not going to get accepted because I know I Kevin Adams is not. I don't see Kevin Adams giving up assets that he acquired himself, like Paterka or Quinn or Power. I mean, I don't want to act like we talked to Kevin Adams for a long time, but we talked to Kevin Adams. <laughs> we did. What, are we going to act like we didn't talk to him? <laughs> yeah, um, we were next to Kevin at development camp, and Zach goes, that Levi guy, he's, he's great. And I, I go, yeah, thanks for getting him. So. Yeah, yeah, we're well, basically we're 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 insiders. But, but <laughs> I said I said I like what you're doing this off season. I said it's a slow build. And he's like, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to. I forget what he said. It was so quick. But he was like, yeah, oh, you, we're trying you mentioned to. Right after you talked to him, you blacked out. <laughs> so it was crazy. It was so close. <laughs> I, I just figured I could say what's up because he's a really nice guy, and from everyone oh, yeah, who knows awesome. him. He's a local Buffalo guy, and he's really nice to Sabres fans and is really, like, willing to talk to Sabres fans. And he was, like, a very mm – -hmm. like, I said hey to him, and he didn't, like, scoff or just say hey. He, he said hey, and he, he was smiled. He was a very very warm presence to be around. So why why are we talking about Kevin Adams? <laughs> he, no, but awesome. he said, yeah, he said it's a slow build, and I said you're trying to build a culture here. And he said, yep, thank you guys, and then he walked away. So we talked to him. Yeah. We, nothing from that conversation <laughs> would, make me believe, would make me believe that Kevin Adams is interested in Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> interested, maybe, but I don't think he's seriously giving like offers. I think if a team's going for Matthew Kachuk, it's a team that's one big piece away from making a run in the playoffs. We get Matthew Kachuk. We get him tomorrow. You can debate that we're one piece, big piece away from the playoff thing. I mean, also development is the playoffs. other – you want to talk about the playoffs? I, I mean, think we're one big piece away from the playoffs. We we had that along with the I think Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart. Where else? Yeah, Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, and who else? Jeff Skinner buried on the fourth line. Yeah, but who? And else? then we signed a guy like Taylor Hall, and it didn't work. I'm not comparing the two, but <laughs> things this are whole very one, different now. This whole one, yeah, and I don't think they're going to be going after this one big piece. He's a great one big piece to have, and don't get me wrong, I'd love to have him. 
I don't think we can do it. I don't think we should do it if we have to give up a guy like Quinn or Paterka. Without seeing them play one year in the NHL, that'll be like, it'll, it'll feel like you'll be longing for more from them. Like if, if I saw we traded JJ Paterka, I'd be happy we got Matthew Kachuk. Are you saying, watching. are you even like thinking that Quinn or or Paterka can have a career like how Kachuk is going to have one? Do you think no. they'll even? No, but I think they'll be core members of our offense. And you need to think deeper than just trading. You need, and this is going to lead us into our <laughs> I next need to topic. Transcend the layers of the trade. Is hockey is a business, and the Sabers are doing bad business wise. They can't fill their seats. They don't really have many jerseys to sell. I mean, no one's really buying. I mean. Craig Anderson jerseys like you need they don't have the big name that everyone's buying the jerseys the this arena is falling apart the floors are green the seats are broken like you think Matthew Kachuk fixes all of that I don't yeah and I'm gonna I do I really do think Matthew Kachuk will put asses in the seats and then leading on to the next guy who's rumored around the NHL Patty Kane if you bring Patty Kane to Buffalo, and I'm not saying tr- – I am so anti-trading for Patrick Kane, but we'll get into that in a second. But Patrick Kane would be a big help to that business problem going on right now. And right. rumors around Patrick Kane are uh, – I believe Tim Graham came out on Twitter said that the Sabres are not interested in trading for Patrick Kane. Everyone kind of rejoiced. All the normal-minded people, common-sense people rejoiced, but – Andy Peters said that there's they're definitely going to be looking out for him in free agency next year, which I am not opposed to. Right. I'm not. And there are people who are because of Patty Kane is kind of a dick. Was. I, I, and I, he was a younger guy. You got to hope yeah. that he grew up a little bit and he'll probably say something. If he. I'm all for Patrick Kane signing here too. I'm all for him not being paid. I I want him to be paid like a 35 year old. I don't want him to be paid like Patrick Kane. You know what I mean? Yes. I think he puts fans in the seats. I think he sells out games. I think he gets the business going. And I think if done right, it could be a very smart move business wise. I I think. And I think he'd be like if imagine Patrick Kane on your second third line. Right. Second line, we want to. I don't want to see him on. I want to see him play. Well, I'm assuming he's going to get a two to four year deal. He's going to be in the first power play. He's going to eat up power play points. Him and Dallin are going to completely run that power play and power once you switch in power with Dallin. I mean, you have a chance to play Owen Power and Rasmus Dallin on the same power play this year. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be even so that. awesome. You have them to quarterback two separate power plays, so you were a two-minute coaching power even, play. Like, even I, that, he, if you get them both on different lineups, I don't know if you do a 4-D power play or you put a guy like Olafson, how we've done, with a four-offenseman, four 1-D man. I, but either way, Patrick Kane puts, seat, puts people in the seats. He gets the city excited. Don't want to trade for him. There's no sense in trading for him yeah, at so let's all. Quickly, let's quickly talk about that. Trading for Patrick Kane, what is that realistically costing someone, a team right now? Probably a good prospect, a first-round pick, and a player. Now, why the fuck would Buffalo do that? I don't think Chicago would 
Chicago traded De- De- Debrinkit for nothing. Who's younger and who scored more? And Patrick Kane does carry a cap hit of north of ten million, I believe. So yeah, and he's never won a cup with that contract. Him and Jonathan Taves signed matching contracts, and it kicked in after their third cup, and they never, never did anything with that. I don't want Patrick Kane at north of ten million. I want Patrick Kane. That's. Let me think about uh, this. What's he make of like, and like what would his contract be next year? I mean, obviously depends on what he does this year. If he has a Depends how many year. teams want him. A lot of te- yeah. I could see him even going to a team like the Vegas Golden Knights, the Rangers, the Edmonton. The Ra- yeah, a lo- I don't LA. see him going to Edmonton. I think that they're the favorites right now to trade or betting odds favorites for him right now. Trade Edmonton. Yeah, they're like plus three hundred, which is not like crazy. Like it seemed to be like not impossible. Or I mean, the odds are pretty. Low in my opinion for that, but um, I signing him. I'm his five on five production, which is basically it feels like almost all of it, but it's obviously not. But Patrick Kane, it's it's declining rapidly. It's it's going down fast. His stats Kane's are not very good. Power play. Kane's yeah. points. He eats up points on the power play. Just and then, then, then you go to look at who do we have for that. We have Olofsson, and we have probably Quinn. Quinn is probably going to be a power play specialist. Yeah, that goal against Dallas was shot. That was a shot. That was a great pass, pass from Donnelly. does not get talked about enough for Quinn's first NHL goal. Holy cow. But That's yeah. why I, I, I think we keep this core this year. I don't see a Matthew Kachuk trade in our future. It helps the business, but – the business is doing better, whether we like it or not. Like people are, people see the change in the Sabers now. Like the average viewer, if they just like watch, like if you watch five games this year, you watch the Heritage Classic, you watch the Jack Eichel game, you probably Thursday watched the Carolina game after the Jack Eichel game because you wanted to see them play again. You watched RJ Knight. You watch these games where we looked like a good team. So the average fan who's not tuning into 82 games knows something's up. They know, they, they know we have new ownership. They know Eichel's gone. The, the Wicked Witch is gone. Matthew Kachuk doesn't fix the business. If uh, I mean, he, he helps the business a lot. He sells jerseys, definitely. But you I, know what else is going to sell jerseys? Just the fact that the Goathead might be coming back, that's going to sell a lot of jerseys. Mm-hmm. That's gonna sell a shit ton of jerseys. People are gonna pick a favorite player and buy it. A I lot of them would be Matthew Kachuk, but <laughs> I, I think this year it's gonna be the same core we had last year with the same like fill in roles with Henestroza obviously being re signed. No more Cody Eakin, sadly. So eight years from today. I won't eight years from today. Yes, we're gonna look back at this. And I guarantee if we don't get Kachuk, we're going to say, why the fuck did we not just do it? He, he is so good. He is so good. Right. You, And if you want to be a Stanley Cup team, you need to get players who are so good. Right. He, not only is he so good, he will – he's the physical aspect. Like, we you, – you, I can't see us surviving in a playoff series. And if you get Kachuk – that changes a lot of it because people are going to – He was fighting fourth-liners in the Calgary did he, did he not series fight, against or, Dallas. Uh, 
He was fighting in Dallas. Who did he do in Edmonton? I don't remember, but. But yeah, the Daryl Suter had to, Sutter had to tell him to stop fighting out of his like caliber. Like, stop fighting these scrubs. You're the best player on the ice. Yeah, uh, I think in eight years from now, if we if we aren't a consistent playoff team, if we aren't improved, if we I eight years from now, geez, this might be a this might be tough. You're gonna look, we're years. gonna look back at this if we don't do it, and we're gonna say why didn't we just give up Quinn or Paterka? Why didn't we like yes, Paterka was good. Yes, because Quinn was eight good. years from now the Buffalo Sabers have had have won a Stanley Cup. No, they have Matthew Kachuk is hasn't. Yes, they do. Eight years from now, we are in 2030. Eight years from now, the Sabers will have lifted the Stanley Cup. Not if you don't get Matthew Kachuk. I don't think so. I, 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 I mean, obviously, every year there will be a big name come out that could have a like franchise. Two years from now, the Sabers make the playoffs. Three years from now, these young guys that we wanted to play are playing, and they're playing good. Owen Power, great defenseman. They form a one-two punch at the blue line with Dallin and Power. Matias Samuelson steps up as a household name in Buffalo. Four years from now, we're making runs in the playoffs consistently. We're, we're winning series. We're not getting it done, but we're winning series. Five years from now, we're getting these big UFA names that want to sign, and we're filling in the roster. We're filling in the top six and the bottom six. Five years from now. Eastern Conference Final. How is that? How is that delusional? How is that out of the? It's picture? not delusional, but if all I don't... If, if we're betting on these young guys to take the necessary steps to make a good team, and they do, we're a good team in three years. But wouldn't you feel more comfortable having a proven, elite player who's this age come in and just be well, of part course. of the court? But there's always going to be there's going to be rumors about big guys next year. There's going to be yeah. rumors about big guys the next year. I don't think this year trading I for don't, Matthew Kachuk. There's not many Matthew Kachucks in the league. There's obviously right. Brady Kachuk, who's locked locked in in Ottawa, who looks like they're going to be going for a run as well. But you can't. There'll there's not many guys out there with the skill, the talent, the size, and the physicality, and like you're not. There's not many like that. And I think Kachuk. This is like. A, like one of the only chances we'll have to just get him in his prime. If the only we chance a, to get him in his prime. If we were in a situation where we had a team with like three guys, two or three guys who are young and are rookies, not the whole team, it would be a different story because you would trade the proven guys and trade a prospect. We don't have any – nothing's pro, – like this Sabres team has a big question mark on it and it all is on the backs of – Guys like Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krubs, J.J. Paterka, Jack Quinn, Samuelson, Dowell, Power, all taking another step next year. And if they do, we're a different brand of team. Like trading for a guy like Matthew Kachuk is a, is awesome and great, but I don't think we can do it without derailing what we're trying to do now. Like I would love to do it. I did it on NHL, and I love it. And he's my favorite player, and he scores goals. He's got a nose for the net. But I think it completely de- it completely derails. Like I had to s- pretend I was a different GM who just made a crazy ass trick. Like it completely derails what we're doing now. It would go against everything Kevin Adams is building here. I I think I don't agree with that. I don't think it goes against his plan because one the age, 
Yes, he's a young you guy need, who would. You need better players to get better. And what is it? It realistically, if you give up, you're giving up one of two, maybe even both of Quinn or Paterka, but very unlikely both. But and let's say, look at our prospects right now. We had it does give you. We had over twenty are, picks the past two years. Right. Like we don't. I I'm even for trading the next two first rounders we have. That might sound crazy to people, but two first round picks. Middlestat and Paterka offered. I mean, you don't, don't need more first rounders. We just picked three studs in the first round who are going to take time to develop. And you have such a deep prospect pool that you don't need the first round picks as much as you did three Opening or four up, years ago. If you trade for a guy like Kachuk and you move one of Quinn or Paterka, that also gives you room to make other moves like trading for uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, who I still would like to see in a Sabres uniform. Yep. So it, I I do not think the Sabres trade for Matthew Kachuk. I don't think I, we do either, but I it will be one of the biggest – I think it will be such a big mistake not to or not even try. I don't think it will be a mistake. I think it will be a could have. I don't I – don't, I think whatever the Sabres do from here on out is, like, we're going to get better. We got better last year. These young guys are going to take stuff. I'm so excited to watch hockey this year. I can't wait to watch the J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn put a whole season in. That's Trading them is so stupid. What was the point? Oh, breaking news. Uh, we talked about earlier. Patrick Line, four-year extension, $8.7 million in Columbus. 8. Sorry to cut 7. you off. Yeah, I thought I was assuming around eight nine, but whew. yeah, they're they're gonna have to trade off somebody. I mean, they're over the cap now. If that's how that works, by six yeah. million, cap doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't. It does in the NHL actually. Look at Vegas, and that's yeah. We I feel like we've discussed Kachuk and Kane pretty deeply. There's not we've set our opinions. There's not much else, much else to say. And I kind of quickly want to go over. What's going on in Vegas right now? I don't really hear a lot of people talking about. They have like 16 or 17 players signed under contract. You need 22 or 23. And they're one, they're like 2 million over the cap right now. What the fuck do they do? (laughs) So the cap does exist in the NHL. And look what's, it's, look what is happening now. The cap does exist, but you have to be a functional team like, say, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And like have a smart staff and not be ran by an entertainment company that yeah. is in La- Viva Las Vegas who just tells you to win games and get these star players and be the best team you can be, like get the names that people will want to see. Yeah, that rhymed. Holy shit! <laughs> Vegas is the worst ran team in the league. One of them. It's like not even. I don't think it's even close. No, I mean they just gave up Pacioretty for nothing. They got future they, considerations for. Max Pacioretty, who's got a lot of game left in him. I mean, understand. Carolina getting... got really good too. Carolina's really good, and Max Pacioretty, they got really good quietly, and not a lot of people talk about them. But Vegas, they last year they trade, tried to trade a guy who they couldn't trade, and then that guy was the rallying cry for Vegas. He scored overtime winning goals. He he was a Dadanov scored like five goals after that. 
Ike, and then he gets Ike traded was for stuck nothing. on a sinking ship again. I, I don't understand so how Vegas couldn't Ike. get any value for Dadanov. I mean, they could have easily got something. I, he's still a good player. And the same thing goes for Pacioretty. Dadanov right. went for Shea Weber's rights, which is just LTIR. It's nothing. It doesn't matter. I don't yeah. understand. I, Vegas I, is wild. I sadly feel bad for Jack Eichel again because he's stuck on another sinking ship. The Jack it, Eichel this, effect. That's great. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to play good under uh, – can't think of his name. Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy. He? He's going to play good. Yeah. I don't know if Vegas makes the playoffs, though. I don't think so. I think it's a team – LA. It's Edmonton. I think a team like Vancouver takes a step. And I mean, if they get rid of JT Miller, I don't think so, unless they get a guy back, which improves them. But Anaheim's trying to go forward. Who knows? I mean, it could just be three teams there, and then five teams make – or two teams make the wild card in the Central. So we'll see. Speaking of teams getting better in the East other than Carolina. Calgary's, Calgary's in the Pacific. It's going to be oh, yeah. L- L.A., Calgary, and Edmonton. There you go. Not in any specific order, but L.A. is a very good team. Calgary without Kachuk and Goudreau is still in Mangiapane. They're still a decently built team. I mean, Ma- they, they're, yeah. they're... Mangiapane's going to want out too. Yeah. They're going to literally lose their three. They still players. got Lindholm. That's their first line center. I think he's proven he's capable of that. I mean, he's playing with obviously good Joe and Kachuk, but oh, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, uh, like I was saying, speaking of teams getting better, and this is kind of what what's like holding the Sabers back. Boston's bringing back Krejci and Bergeron. Detroit massively improved, bringing in Cop and Ville Husso and Kubalik and such. Ottawa obviously got Giroux, Debrinket, Cam Talbot. The East is a very difficult conference. It's it's the Sabres definitely need a year for Boston to fall off. They need and they need to be better than Ottawa and Detroit in I don't expect them to be better than them this year unless they get Kachuk, but after that you, but you it kinda you don't Detroit think and Ottawa getting much better kind of makes – I wonder if that's making Kevin Adams worried at all and making, no. like, Kachuk maybe you need to be someone to, like, keep up. You don't think the Sabres have gotten better? Just, like, teams well, are getting yeah. better by getting these names. Yeah. The Saber, the Sabres window isn't even built yet. The house, is, the house is just studs and drywall right now. It's The window for us to be a good playoff team isn't there yet. We're not there yet. We're, we got better just by doing nothing, doing the minimum, signing Eric Comrie, signing Labushkin. It, it's small moves like that, supporting the young staff that are getting better. Building this culture is getting better. Like anything we do this year, it, win or lose, is getting better as a team. Building with Don Granado and Kevin Adams is getting better. I don't think Ottawa – Getting uh, okay, <laughs> Ottawa getting Dabrinka and Giroux is getting better, right? Obviously, those are bringing in two players. Sabres have to fix a rotten organization, and they've had to for two years now. Our window to succeed is not next season. 
it's not like we have to make the playoffs, we have to do this next season. We get better by letting these young guys grow. That's our brand of getting better. I wish we'd made splashy moves because they're fun, and you read a name you know, and you go, oh, yeah, he's going to be great. But I'm more excited to watch these young kids who haven't done anything, and I want to see them get really good on the Sabres and just fall in love with a group of fall in love with a group of dudes. <laughs> yeah, like that's I, what I, I'm curious to what the our team's gonna look like when Savoy, Coolidge, and Oslin get a shot. I mean, I'm honestly assuming that not all of all three of them will play a game as a saber just due to some of them we, we have a lot of packs right now. Some of them need to be traded eventually. Yeah. And if it like you said, another name will come up next offseason and the offseason after that. And if they don't get Kachuk, they're going to get one of the guys in the next few years who are going to be on the block. Like, no one expected Kachuk to be the guy this offseason. Like, it just happens out of nowhere. There are studs that are just on the block that come out of them. And I don't even see us out of a guy like Nazem Kadri, uh, who no. still hasn't signed. I think I he's going like to he's stay in Colorado. Colorado. I think they're just trying to trade someone off to make it work, but. If they keep Nachuskin and Kadri, they could run it back easily next year. They were the most dominant playoff team of all time. I think I think Carolina is going to be in the final with Colorado. That's what I had this year for my bracket. I think that I think next year it's (laughs) even more likely. (laughs) I really thought Toronto was going to do it. I was really convinced. I was hoping they did. I liked watching the Colorado Tampa series. Um, I was disappointed they lost. And looking at Toronto right now, we got to wrap up soon. But uh, looking at on Toronto, it's it 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 looks like they've gotten worse this off season. I mean, obviously the goaltending with Matt Murray, he's making more than Jack Campbell's contract, but it's obviously less term. He's not making I, more than Campbell. I think he's making like seven eight million. Matt Murray, no. Mm-hmm. He's on a two by three. No, sir. Yeah, he is. Why do you yes, think we is. were gonna? Why do you think we were gonna get the seventh overall pick and just giving up sixteen? His he contract is horrible. He does not make what you're saying. Swear to God, he makes four point six. So, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you thought he was a seven million dollar goalie? I thought that's what he was making. Did they, did they retain some? No. Six point two five million. Huh? That's his cap hit this season. No, it's not. Google what is Matt Murray's cap hit. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired goalie Matt Murray, a third-round pick, and a seventh-round pick from Ottawa for blah, blah, blah. Two years remaining on his contract at a cap hit of $6.25 million. Yeah. Won the cup, so. Yeah. Won two cups. All right, then. Anyone on Toronto can say. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. That's all we really got. That's kind of everything that's happened within the past little, like week and a half, two weeks since we last posted. Um, I mean, there's been, some, there's been a lot of dirt in the league. Yeah. With, uh, Edmonton's owner, Daryl Katz, should resign, and he should publicly do that soon. Why? What happened with that? Did I miss something? You didn't. Um, it's oh, alleged, and there's texts, and there's witnesses. There was this couple – 
who groomed ba- uh, ballet dancers and Daryl Katz paid one of them $75,000 for what is classified under sexual activities. Um, he says it was for a movie. That movie was never produced or made. And there's text that he was a 53-year-old man doing this to a 17-year-old girl. And, uh, yeah, it's just a disgusting power dynamic that goes on, sadly, everywhere. And um, I think if he's a any uh, if he's got any form of morality left, he should resign because this is a a second offense that has been brought to public light. And uh, yeah, and obviously uh, today, Team Canada two thousand three is under some serious allegations with multiple witnesses coming through saying the same explicit story. That Derek Roy was, was on that team. That team is stacked with previous NHL talent, current NHL talent. Mark Andre. Obviously, no names are released at for uh, who these perpetrators are. But um, Hockey Canada needs to uh, completely wipe itself of. Did its you know they had a they had a fund like prepared for this? Like, yeah, they had like that's wild to me. That's yeah, crazy. Um, Obviously, the stuff with the 2018, and uh, people are going to say, well, 2003 was 20 years ago. Why are are we talking about this? Well, because it happened, and then it happened again 15 years after 2003. So, obviously, there's there's probably things that happened in between, before, and definitely. And um, I think if anyone is knee jerk reaction to that, is it happened 20 years ago and we should get over it. Is to go fuck yourself, and I think if you're and I think if you're calling any of these victims out, or saying they're looking for a payday, or make a name for themselves, you should also go fuck yourself. That 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 reaction is disgusting, and it is. I'm all for innocent until proven guilty, but if there's victims who are coming out and telling a story, which is a br- hard thing to do, and we've seen it before with the Kyle Beach thing, and we and with Kyle in. Uh, the John Doe 2 situation with the same guy under Chicago. Um, it's hard to admit when something like that happens to you. And it's hard to tell people and especially make it a, a legal situation. It's, it's a it's a horrible de- dehumanizing situation to go through. And if you're going to victim shame the minute something comes out, I don't really have a use for your opinion. It doesn't matter. These things happen and they've happened and they are going to happen. And the whole NHL hockey culture needs to get flipped on its fucking head. Everything, <laughs> everything, like yeah. if we're going up to the top. I, I still would like to see Gary Bettman gone as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see Hockey Canada dissolved and maybe take be bought by new management. I'd like to see the names released. I'd like to see the teams of these players with these names do something about it. I'd like to see their contracts voided, and I'd like to see them out of the league. I'd like to see them playing, scratching for a KHL contract. Because people who do bad things should be treated like people who do bad things. Yeah. Criminal acts. And, I don't, and uh, yeah. And uh, that's about it. Obviously, we have to talk about this stuff because it's hockey. And if you just don't talk about the dark underbelly of hockey, we're not really 
talk we're just talking about the game like it's an entertainment business they're they're athletes they they're there to entertain us because a part of our brain likes watching two teams compete two different color jerseys it's entertaining to us but yeah there's a big there's yeah (laughs) trades are awesome there's a big uh power dilemma going on and people of power taking positions they shouldn't and these players feeling they're above the law because they're a great a athlete and i think that's wrong and i think something needs to change but yeah i i think we've touched on everything we want to touch talk about we obviously don't like talking about these things and it'd be easy if they didn't happen but they do and we're not going to act like they don't happen Yep. Or pretend they're going to go away by not talking about them because that's compliance. If we're quiet, we're compliant. And we don't want to be compliant, especially when things go against our personal beliefs. And it shouldn't be a tough thing that victims shouldn't be victimized. So we'll be keeping you updated with all that. Obviously, not much has been developed on Hockey Canada. Just released a statement today. Edmonton, Edmonton didn't have released the statement. An insider did. Daryl or uh, Daryl, yeah, Daryl Cass isn't even the the focus on the on the trial. It's the couple. He's the third party in it. So yeah, I think um, a lot of that will unfold this following week, and I'll be we'll be keeping an eye on it and keeping you guys updated. Matthew yep. Kachuk. Final words on that. Kachucky cheese, baby. Make it do happen. It. Kevin, if you're still listening, do it. Do it. Kevin give you some packages to offer. Do it. Kevin. Do it. He's listening. Probably. Yeah, definitely. I think all the Sabres have to listen. Yeah. With official podcast of the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. Sorry, oh, Marty Baron and Brian and Brian Duff. Move over. We're taking over. Scooch over. <laughs> yeah, but that should wrap it up. I mean, obviously, like I said, nothing else really going on. Um, and this is we're heading into the quiet times of the offseason. Uh, maybe there'll be some big news, obviously, this trade. But um, we'll try keeping shows going, hopefully, once a week, maybe once every other. We'll see how it goes. But um, We'll do once a week. We can commit to that on stream. We'll yeah. do it. We'll, we're committing to once a week. Um, obviously this one took about 10 days to come out if it comes out tomorrow, which it should, yeah. but yeah, a 10 day break, but we'll be bringing content once a week. We, we probably won't be talking about, we can't talk about all Sabres. We'll have to talk about it. We'll have to entertain yeah. the people with something else, yeah. but we got a few ideas we'll be working with and try to bring you at least 45 to an hour episodes a week. Yeah. Once the season gets going, we're, we're full blast. Yes, we are. We're full goal. We're, uh. We'll be bringing you content after every game. Not a podcast every game. All right, you guys, have a have a great uh, rest of your day. Uh, get a good night's sleep. Yeah, right, thanks for listening. Um, we, we greatly appreciate any support that we're getting, and we hope to keep growing our audience and keep people entertained and uh, grow Sabres fans as a general. I mean, it's, 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 it's obviously – it, it's been dying off and it's been slowly coming back. So we're hoping to be a part of that. So yeah, follow us on mostly active on Twitter at goat heads pod. Uh, 
YouTube. You can like and subscribe there and uh, Spotify or whatever you're streaming it from. Download it. Follow us on there. Like the pod. It would be greatly appreciated. All right. That's all. See you um, next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See you guys.